Oh, my dear Vaishnava assembly of devotees, Hare Krishna. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here trying to keep the sound vibration going. Gohari uh, and I hear the Bhagavad Gita in the morning. I'm hearing the Chaitanya Charitamrita audiobook different times during the day. We're reading Ramayan together. We're reading Bhagavatamrita together. And now here we are reading the Srimad Bhagavatam and the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Uh, all with the, with, the, with the motive or the intention to purify the ether, uh, make it more conducive to Krishna consciousness. Okay. Srimad Bhagavatam Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Bhagavatam and so much, so much else. It goes like this. sarva piyusha sarva vedhaika satpala sarva siddhanta ratnaja sarva lokaika drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of, the Ved, of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidwandurita Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguru man mahadana, manisdadagamad bhagya, mad ananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin, atini chutatakara. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 11th chapter of the 5th canto of uh, Srimad Bhagavatam and now we're going to hear how Jad Bharat instructs King Rahugana. The summary first. In this chapter, the Brahmana Jad Bharat instructs Maharaj Rahugana in detail. <clears throat> he tells the king, You are not very experienced, yet you pose yourself as a learned person because you are very proud of your knowledge. Actually, a person who is on the transcendental platform does not care for social behavior that, that sacrifices spiritual advancement. I'll read that again. Uh, actually, a person who is on the spiritual platform 
does not care for social behavior that sacrifices spiritual advancement. Social behavior comes within the jurisdiction of karmakanda, material benefit. No one can spiritually advance by such activities. The conditioned soul is always overpowered by the modes of material nature and consequently he is simply concerned with material benefits and auspicious and inauspicious material things. In other words, the mind, which is the leader of the senses, is absorbed in material activities, life after life. Thus he continuously gets different types of bodies and suffers miserable material conditions. On the basis of mental concoction, social behavior has been formulated. If one's mind is absorbed in these activities, he certainly remains conditioned within the material world. According to different opinions, there are 11 or 12 mental activities which can be transformed into hundreds and thousands. A person who is not Krishna conscious is subjected to all these mental concoctions and is thus governed by the material energy. The living, the living entity who is free from mental concoctions attains the platform of pure spirit soul, devoid of material contamination. There are two types of living entities, Jivatma and Paramatma, the individual soul and the supreme soul. That supreme soul in his ultimate realization is Lord Vasudeva, Krishna. He enters into everyone's heart and controls the living entity in his different activities. He is therefore the supreme shelter of all living entities. One can understand the Supreme Soul and one's position in relationship with Him when one is completely freed from the unwanted association of ordinary men. In this way, one can become fit to cross the ocean of nations. The cause of conditional life is attachment to the external energy. One has to conquer these mental concoctions Unless one does so, he will never be freed from material anxieties. Uh, in the book, does it, in the cause of conditional life, is life capitalized? Okay, typical. One has to conquer these mental concoctions. Unless one does so, he will never be freed from material anxieties. Although mental concoctions have no value, their influence is still very formidable. No one should neglect to control the mind. If one does, the mind becomes so powerful that one immediately forgets his real position. Forgetting that he is an eternal servant of Krishna and that service to Krishna is his only business, one is doomed by material nature to serve the objects of the senses. One should kill mental concoctions by the sword of service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His devotee. Guru Krishna Prasadipoy Bhakti Lata Bij Text 1 The Brahmana Jad Bharat said, My dear king, although you were not at all experienced, you were trying to speak like a very experienced man. Consequently, you cannot be considered an experienced person. An experienced person does not speak the way you are speaking about the relationship between a master and a servant or about material pains and pleasures. These are simply external activities. Any advanced, experienced man, considering the absolute truth, 
does not talk in this way. Purport. Krishna similarly chastised Arjuna. Ashochan, Anvishochas Twam, Pragyabhadangs, Chabasate, Bhashase. While speaking learned words, you are lamenting for is not what for what is not worthy of grief. Bhagavad Gita two eleven. Similarly, among people in general, ninety nine point nine percent try to talk like experienced advisors, but they are actually devoid of spiritual knowledge and are therefore like inexperienced children, speaking nonsensically. Consequently, their words cannot be given any importance. One has to learn from Krishna or his devotee. If one speaks on the basis of this experience, that is, on the basis of spiritual knowledge, one's words are valuable. At the present moment, the entire world is full of foolish people. Bhagavad Gita describes these people as mudhas. They are, try they are trying to rule human society, but because they are devoid of spiritual knowledge, the entire world is in a chaotic condition. To be released from these miserable conditions, one has to become Krishna conscious and take lessons from an exalted personality like Jad Bharat, Lord Krishna and Kapiladev. That is the only way to solve the problems of material life. Text 2 My dear King, talks of the relationship between the Master and the servant, the king and the subject, and so forth, are simply talks about material activities. People interested in material activities, which are expounded in the Vedas, are intent on performing material sacrifices and placing faith in their material activities. For such people, spiritual advancement is definitely not manifest. Purport. In this verse, two words are significant, Veda-vada and Tattva-vada. According to Bhagavad Gita, those who are simply attached to the Vedas and who do not understand the purpose of the Vedas or the Vedanta Sutra are called Veda-vada-rata. Yamimam pushpitam vachang Prabhadantyabhipaschitaha Veda Vada Ratak Parta Nanyad Astiti Vadinaha Kamatmana Swargapada Janma Karma Palapradam Kriya Vishesha Bahulam Bogaishvarya Gatim Prati Men of small knowledge are very much attached to the flowery words of the Vedas which recommend various fruitive activities for elevation to heavenly planets, resultant good birth, power, and so forth, being desirous of sense gratification and opulent life. They say there is nothing more than this. Bhagavad Gita 2, 42 and 43. The Veda-Vada followers of the Vedas are generally inclined to Karmakanda, the performance of sacrifice according to the Vedic injunctions. They are, they are thereby promoted to higher planetary systems. They generally practice the Chaturmasya system. Akshayam Hai Vai Chaturmasya Yagya Ashakyam Ha Vai Chaturmasya Yajina Sukritam Bhavati one who performs the Chaturmasya Yajna becomes pious. By becoming pious, one may be promoted to the higher planetary systems, Urdvam, Gachchanti, Sattvasta. Some of the followers of the Vedas are attached to Karmakanda, the fruitive activities of the Vedas, in order to be promoted to a higher standard of life. Others argue 
that this is not the purpose of the Vedas. Tad yataiveha karma jita loka chayite evam evam utrapunya jita loka chiyate. In this world, someone may be, someone may become very highly elevated by taking birth in an aristocratic family, by being well-educated, beautiful, or very rich. These are the gifts for pious activities enacted in the past life. However, these are gifts for pious activities <clears throat> enacted in the pa past life. However, these will be finished when the stock of pious activity is finished. If we become attached to pious activities, we may get these various worldly facilities in the next life and may take birth in the heavenly planets. But all this will eventually be finished. Chine punye martyalokam vishanti Bhagavad Gita 9.21 when the stock of pious activities is finished, one again has to come to this martyaloka. According to the Vedic injunctions, the performance of pious activity is not really the objective of the Vedas. The objective of the Vedas is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Vedaish chasarvair aham eva vejaha. The objective of the Vedas is to understand Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And those who are followers of Jnanakanda, Brahman realization, are also not perfect. Oh, I think I, missed, I might have missed a line. I'm going to go back a couple of lines. Vedaishthasarvar aham Eva Vedya. The objective of the Vedas is to understand Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Those who are Vedavadis are not actually advanced in knowledge. And those who are followers of Jnanakanda, Brahman understanding, are also not perfect. However, when one comes to the platform of Upasana and accepts the worship, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he becomes perfect. Aradhananam sarvesham vishnur aradhanam param In the Vedas, the worship of different demigods and the performance of sacrifice are certainly mentioned. But such worship is inferior because the worshippers do not know that the ultimate goal is Vishnu. Natevidu Swarkatim hi Vishnum. When one comes to the platform of Vishnur Aradhanam or Bhakti Yoga, one has attained the perfection of life. Otherwise, as indicated in Bhagavad Gita, one is not a Tattvavadi, but a Vedavadi, a blind follower of the Vedic injunctions. A Vedavadi cannot be purified from material contamination unless he becomes a tattva-vadi, that is, one who knows tattva, the absolute truth. Tattva is also experienced in three features, brahmeti, paramatmeti, bhagavan, itishabhyate. Even after coming to the platform of understanding tattva, one must worship Bhagavan, Vishnu, and his expansions, or one is not yet perfect. Bahunam janmanamante jnanavam mam prapadyate. After many births, one who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto Krishna. The conclusion is that unintelligent men with a poor fund of knowledge cannot understand Bhagavan, Brahman or Paramatma. But after studying the Vedas and attaining the understanding of the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
one is supposed to be on the platform of perfect knowledge. Text 3. A dream becomes automatically known to a person as false and immaterial. And similarly, one eventually realizes that material happiness in this life or the next, on this planet or a higher planet, is insignificant. When one realizes this, the Vedas, although an excellent source, are insufficient to bring about direct knowledge of the truth. Purport In Bhagavad Gita 2.45 Krishna advised Arjuna to become transcendental to the material activities impelled by the three material modes of nature. Trigunya, Vishaya, Veda, Nistrigunyo, Bhavarjana. The purpose of Vedic study is to transcend the activities of the three modes of material nature. Of course, in the material world, the mode of goodness is accepted as the best, and one can be promoted to the higher planetary systems by being on the Sattva-guna platform. However, that is not perfection. One must come to the conclusion that even the Sattva-guna platform is also not good. One may dream that he has become a king with a good family, wife and children, but immediately at the end of that dream he comes to the conclusion that it is false. Similarly, all kinds of material happiness are undesirable for a person who wants spiritual salvation. If a person does not come to the conclusion that he has nothing to do with any kind of material happiness, he cannot come to the platform of understanding the Absolute Truth or Tattva Jnana. Karmis, Jnanis and Yogis are after some material elevation. The Karmis work hard day and night for some bodily comfort and the Jnanis simply speculate about how to get out of the entanglement of karma and merge into the Brahman effulgence. The yogis are very much addicted to the acquisition of material perfection and magical powers. All of them are trying to be materially perfect, but a devotee very easily comes to the platform of nirguna in devotional service, and consequently, for the devotee, the results of karma, jnana, and yoga become very insignificant. Therefore, only the devotee is on the platform of tattva not the others. Of course, the jnani's position is better than that of the karmi, but that position is also insufficient. The jnani must actually become liberated, and after liberation, he may be situated in devotional service. Madhbhaktim Labate Pradam Text 4 As long as the mind of a living entity is contaminated by the three modes of material nature goodness, passion and ignorance his mind is exactly like an independent uncontrolled elephant it simply expands its jurisdiction of pious and impious activities by using the senses. The result is that the living entity remains in the material world to enjoy and suffer pleasures and pains due to material activity. Purport In Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is said that material pious and impious activities are both opposed to the principle of devotional service. 
devotional service means mukti, freedom from material entanglement. But pious and impious activities result in entanglement within this material world. If the mind is captivated by the pious and impious activities mentioned in the Vedas, one remains eternally in darkness. One cannot attain the absolute platform. To change the consciousness from ignorance to passion or from passion to goodness does not really solve the problem. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 1426, Sagunan Samatityaitan Brahmabhuyaya Kalpate. One must come to the transcendental platform, otherwise, one otherwise life's mission is never fulfilled. Text five. Because the mind is absorbed in desires for pious and impious activities, it is naturally subjected to the transformations of lust and anger. In this way it becomes attracted to material sense enjoyment. In other words, the mind is conducted by the modes of goodness, passion and ignorance. There are eleven senses and five material elements and out of these sixteen items the mind is the chief. Therefore the mind brings about birth in different types of bodies, among demigods, human beings, animals, and birds. When the mind is situated in a higher or lower position, it accepts a higher or lower material body. Purport Transmigration among the 8,400,000 species is due to the minds being polluted by certain material qualities. Due to the mind, the soul is subjected to pious and impious activities. The continuation of material existence is like the waves of material nature. In this regard, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Mayara vashe yachcha beshe kachcha hubudububai My dear brother, the spirit soul is completely under the control of maya and you are being carried away by its waves. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Prakriti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimudatma kartaham itimanyate The bewildered spirit soul under the influence of the three modes of material nature thinks himself the doer of activities which are in actuality carried out by nature. Bhagavad Gita 3.27 Material existence means being fully controlled by material nature. The mind is the center for accepting the dictations of material nature. In this way the living entity is carried away in different types of bodies, continuously, millennium after millennium. Krishna Muli Se Jeevananda Anadi Bahirmukha again. Krishna Muli Se Jeevananda Bahirmukha. Atayeva Maya Tari Deya Sansara Dukha. Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 20.117. Due to the living entity's forgetfulness of Krishna, one is bound by the laws of material nature. Krishna Muli Se Jiva Anadi Bahirmukha Atayeva Maya Tari Deya Sangsara Dukha. Text 6 The materialistic mind covering the living entity's soul, carries it to different species of life. This is called continued material existence. Due to the mind, the living entity suffers or enjoys material distress and happiness. Being thus illusioned, 
the mind further creates pious and impious activities and their karma, and thus the soul becomes conditioned. Purport. <clears throat> Mental activities under the influence of material nature cause happiness and distress within the material world. Being covered by illusion, the living entity eternally continues conditioned life under different designations. On the whole, the mind is the cause of conditioned life. Therefore, the entire yogic process is meant to control the mind and the senses. If the mind is controlled, the senses are automatically controlled and therefore the soul is saved from the reactions of pious and impious activity. If the mind is engaged at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, Savai Manak Krishna Padara Vindayo, the senses are automatically engaged in the Lord's service. When the mind and senses are engaged in devotional service, the living entity naturally becomes Krishna conscious. As soon as one always thinks of Krishna, he becomes a perfect yogi. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, yoginam apisarvesham madkatenan tadatmana. Bhagavad Gita 6.47 This antaratma, the mind, is conditioned by material nature. As stated here, Maya Rachitan Dadatma Swadehinam Sangsriti Chakrakutaha. The mind, excuse me, the mind being most powerful covers the living entity and puts him in the waves of material existence. Text 7. The mind makes the living entity within this material world wander through different species of life and thus the living entity experiences mundane affairs in different forms as a human being, demigod, fat person, skinny person, and so forth. Learned scholars say that bodily appearance, bondage, and liberation are caused by the mind. Purport. Just as the mind is the cause of bondage, it can also be the cause of liberation. The mind is described here as para-avara. Para means transcendental and avara means material. When the mind is engaged in the Lord's service, savai manak krishtapadada vindayo, it is called para, transcendental. When the mind is engaged in material sense gratification, it is called avara, or material. At the present moment, in our conditioned state, our mind is fully absorbed in material sense gratification, but it can be purified and brought to its original Krishna consciousness by the process of devotional service. We have often given the example of Ambarish Maharaj, Savai Manak Krishna Padara Vindayo, Vachangsi Vaikunta Gunanu Varnane. The mind must be controlled in Krishna consciousness. The tongue can be utilized to spread the message of Krishna and glorify the Lord or take prasad, the remnants of food offered to Krishna. Sevan Mukhe Ijivado. When one utilizes the tongue in the service of the Lord, the other senses can become purified. As stated in the Narada Pancharatra, Sarvopadi vinirmuktam tatpadat vena nirmalam. When the mind and senses are purified, one's total existence is purified, and one's designations are also purified. One no longer considers himself a human being, a demigod, cat, 
dog, Hindu, Muslim, and so forth. When the senses and mind are purified and one is fully engaged in Krishna's service, one can be liberated and return home, back to Godhead. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 8. When the living entity's mind becomes absorbed in the sense gratification of the material world, it brings about his conditioned life and suffering within the, this, the material situation. However, when the mind becomes unattached to material enjoyment, it becomes the cause of liberation. When the flame of, in a lamp burns the wick improperly, the lamp is blackened but when the lamp is filled with ghee and is burning properly, there is bright illumination. Similarly, when the mind is absorbed in material sense gratification, it causes suffering. And when detached from material sense gratification, it brings about the original brightness of Krishna consciousness. Purport. It is therefore concluded that the mind is the cause of material existence and liberation also. Everyone is suffering in this material world because of the mind. It is therefore proper to train the mind or to cleanse the mind from material attachment and engage it fully in the Lord's service. This is called spiritual engagement. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Mam Chayo Vyabicharina Bhakti Yogena Sevate Sagunan Samati Jaitan Brahmabhuyaya Kalpate One who engages in full devotional service, who does not fall down in any circumstance, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Bhagavad Gita 14.26 We should engage the mind fully in Krishna conscious activities. Then it will be the cause of our liberation for our returning home back to Godhead. However, if we keep the mind engaged in material activities for sense gratification, it will cause continuous bondage and will make us remain in and will make us remain in this material world, in different bodies, suffering the consequences of our different actions. Text 9 There are five working senses and five knowledge-acquiring senses. There is also the false ego. In this way there are eleven items for the mind's functions. O hero, the objects of the senses, such as sound and touch, the organic activities, such as evacuation, and the different types of bodies, society, friendship, and personality are considered by learned scholars the fields of activity for the functions of the mind. Purport. The mind is the controller of the five knowledge-acquiring senses and the five working senses. Each sense has its particular field of activity. In all cases, the mind is the controller or owner. By the false ego, one thinks oneself the body and thinks in terms of my body, my house, my family, my society, my nation, and so on. These false identifications are due to the expansions of the false ego. Thus one thinks that he is this or that. Thus the living entity becomes entangled in material existence. Next one is short. Text 10. Sound, touch, form, taste and smell are the objects of the five knowledge-acquiring senses. Speech, touch, movement, 
evacuation and sexual intercourse are the objects of the working senses. Besides this, there is another conception by which one thinks, this is my body, this is my society, this is my family, this is my nation, and so forth. This eleventh function of the mind is called the false ego. According to some philosophers, this is the twelfth function, and its field of activity is the body. Purport. There are different objects for the eleven items. Through the nose we can smell, by the eyes we can see, by the ears we can hear, and in this way we gather knowledge. Similarly, there are the karmendriyas, the working senses, the hands, legs, genitals, rectum, mouth, and so forth. When the false ego, ego expands, it makes one think, this is my body, family, society, country, etc. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. And that brings us to exactly 7.45. And we will stop our reading for tonight and start tomorrow with text 11. In the meantime, we pray that the devotees are there, ready to give their reflections on this wonderful basics, the basics of Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Tuesday. <coughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. Hare, Hare. Maybe we should start reading until they come in. What do you think? Okay, text 11. The physical elements, nature, the original cause, culture, destiny, and the time element are all material causes. Agitated by these material causes, the 11 functions transform into hundreds of functions and then into thousands, and then into millions. But all these transformations do not take place automatically by mutual combination. Rather, they are under the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport. One should, one should not think that all the interactions of the physical elements, gross and subtle, that cause the transformation of mind and consciousness are working independently. They are under the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita 15.15, Krishna says that the Lord is situated in everyone's heart. Sarvasya chaham ridi sanavishto mataksmritir gyanham apavanamcha. As mentioned herein, Supersoul, Chetragya, is directing everything. The living entity is also Chetragya, but the supreme Chetragya is the supreme personality of Godhead. He is the witness and order giver. Under his direction, everything takes place. The different inclinations 
of a living entity are created by his own nature or his expectations, and he is trained by the Supreme Personality of Godhead through the agency of material nature. The body, nature, and the physical elements are under the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They do not function automatically. Nature is neither independent nor automatic. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is behind nature. Maya Jakshena Prakriti Suyate Sachada Charam Hetunanena Konteya Jagad Viparivartate. This material nature is working under my direction, O son of Kunti, and it is producing all moving and unmoving beings. By its rule, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. Bhagavad Gita 9.10 Oh. First is Rati Manjari. Jai Rati Hare Krishna. He says, Jai Guru Maharaj. Lighting up our evening once again. Thank you. Thank you for being there with your eager ears. This is the only uh, medium of exchange by which you can get love for Krishna. It's called greed. The eagerness, extreme eagerness to hear about Krishna be interested in Krishna and anything connected to Krishna as we heard in the reading forgetfulness of Krishna means maya remembrance of Krishna means spiritual life liberation Gopakanya Devidasi. He says, Oh dear Maharaj, thank you for shining with us with your glorious reading service of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you very much. Bhakta Brian says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hari Bhav Bhakta Brian. Ram Kishore Das. Ram Kishore. Oh, Hari Bhav. Says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. And to you too. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. She also says Hare Krishna Maharaj. And to you, Hare Krishna, back to you. Koladvipa Pati Das. Koladvipa Pati Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Nice gem earlier on in the reading. Quote, one should kill mental concoctions by the sword of service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His devotee. That's, a, that's as clear and simple as it gets. <laughs> Thank you very much for that one. That was beautiful. Clean, clear, to the point. Essential truth Spoken concisely is true eloquence. Hare Krishna. One from Nikki Trans. Yes, Nikki Trans. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you so much for reading tonight. You are my hero. <laughs> Hare Krishna. You're very sweet. Today I heard the importance of controlling the mind, for it is the cause of bondage and the cause of liberation. Yes. It is a powerful tool that we need to learn to use properly. Yes. I also heard at the end that the false ego is a function of the mind. So this probably has an obvious answer, but how do we control the mind? Well, the first thing is to accept the proper conception that we are not the mind. until you come to the understanding, the spiritual understanding that you are not the mind but you are a spiritual being inhabiting the mind 
inhabit the, the subtle body and the gross body. Then you can start controlling your mind until you actually realize that you're not your mind. Then how are you going to control it? If you're thinking you're your mind, you know, who, who's talking to who? Who's doing what? What's controlling what? The modes of nature. The material mind is created by the modes of nature. The soul, I don't want to say has a spiritual mind. The soul has a mind, but it's not like a part of us in the same way that the mind is a part of the subtle material body. There's no difference between uh, the soul and the body in the spiritual world. The spiritual, the spiritual body and the mind and, soul and all those things. In other words, the spiritual body has all these things that are being talked about here. But they're creative of spiritual energy rather than material energy. So, in, so to have this knowledge and to have it assimilated into our being, into our character, into our mental and physical actions, uh, it's impossible to control the mind. Therefore, Krishna says in the Gita, it's like trying to control the wind with your hands. So the next, in the very next verse, Krishna, uh, Krishna says, Yes, you're right. He says, yes, you're right. Actually, he says, it's even harder than you think. But it is possible by constant practice and by detachment. Yato yato nishtalati manas chanchalam asturam when you realize that the mind and the and this and, and we and our minds are different entities, then we can speak to the mind. We can bring the mind back into the control of, under the control of the self. That's what it means to control the mind. And it starts with desire. The mind is like a factory and its product is material desires. Prajahadi yada kaman sarvan partamanogatan atmanyeva manatishta stita pragyastadochate. I think I got two verses mixed up there. Anyway, prajahadi yada kaman. When we stop responding to the mental concoctions that are created in the mind and chase after them, then we can learn to control the mind. The mind and the senses are intimately con connected. If we, if we regulate our senses, then our mind becomes regulated. If we regulate our mind, our senses become regulated. So the, the key, the secret, is to, is to regulate the senses. As a, as a famous hero in American history said, Benjamin Franklin, he discovered electricity. Uh, he, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Prabhupada said, the Vedas say, you can take gold from a filthy place. So you can take knowledge, even if it's coming from someone who's not completely together. Regulate the senses. And automatically, uh, the senses become more peaceful. And then the, then the mind can, you, you can discriminate the difference between the mind and the soul, the mind and the self. And what is a practical result? You'll want to hear about Krishna. You'll want to chant the holy name of Krishna. 
you want to understand more and more about Krishna. And eventually you'll want to love Krishna. And eventually you'll love Krishna. That's the way to control the mind. Hare Krishna. Here's one from Rohini Nandana. Yes, Rohini Nandana. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Ho. A bit tired, so couldn't focus completely, but got the point how Krishna consciousness is the only way to control the mind. It wasn't obvious to me when I first heard it, but over the years it becomes more and more obvious. Comparing the advanced devotees like my spiritual masters and how amazing they are with the so-called yogis and meditators who run around like headless chickens <laughs> makes it very clear how Krishna consciousness is the actual process for controlling the mm. mind. Mm. servant. Very nice. <clears throat> Thank you very much. That's called realization. When you hear and then explain to others, hear and explain, hear and explain, over time it becomes clearer and clearer. One from Subarao Rajagopalan. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your enlightening reading on the mind from the glorious Srimad Bhagavatam. In this context, I remember this verse from my notes. Srimad Bhagavatam 11.23.42 Dvija uvacha nayam janome sukaduka hetur na devatatma graha karmakalaha manaparam karanam amananti samsara chakram Parivarta yad yat. The Brahmana said, These people are not the cause of my happiness and distress. Neither are the demigods, my own body, the planets, my past work or time. Rather, it is the mind alone that causes happiness and distress and perpetuates the rotation of material life. Daily readings, Ki Jai. Jai, thank you very much for that nectar. Thank you very much. One more from Rati. Yes, Rati. My dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Tonight I appreciated this sentence from the introduction. One should kill mental concoctions by the sword of service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead yes. and His devotee. Guru Krishna Prasadipai Bhakti Lata Bij. Yes. This is what it means when Krishna says in the Gita that the mind is the friend and and also the mind is the enemy the mind that is controlled is a friend and the mind is the enemy when it's not controlled so the uncontrolled mind is the enemy the controlled mind is the friend and the beginning of it is to be able to bring the mind back from thoughts of sense gratification to thoughts of Krishna that's devotional service when it, when, when it keeps repeating devotional service devotional service sense gratification sense gratification it means that when you, when you think about Krishna you're performing devotional service Of course, Kangsa was always thinking about Krishna, but he was not a devotee. So it's not that just thinking anything about Krishna it means you can control your mind. We think in a way that pleases Krishna, is favorable to Krishna. These books are meant to teach us how to think about Krishna in a favorable way in pure devotional service. Otherwise, we'll fall victim to the karmakanda section, as we heard a lot about today from Judd Bharat. How the karmakanda sections asks us to do all kinds of austerities and sacrifices, but for the purpose of getting a better 
life in the next life more more opulent longer life more no more facilities for sense gratification Hare Krishna She also says, Tonight really the spotlight was directed onto the activities of the mind, which can and has dragged us up and down all over the universe. Mm. I heard in many statements, like the one I quoted above, that devotional service is the real way to conquer and control the mind by engaging it in the Lord's service, the mm. sword of service, mm. so powerful. Mm. It is another proof of the importance of being fully engaged in service, not partially. Yes. unmotivated and uninterrupted that service yayatma um, it it actually satisfies the soul when the soul is satisfied the mind is satisfied when the mind is satisfied the senses are satisfied <clears throat> and in that peaceful environment uh, uh, then one can think of Krishna one can want to think of Krishna. One can want to do something for Krishna. One can want to help another person with their Krishna consciousness. This is pure devotional service. Straining our brains to figure out ways to inject Krishna consciousness into the materialistic minds of conditioned souls. It's, it's very high austerity, much much higher than you know living in the forest and eating only roots and fruits, etc, etc. Nikki Jans, she says, Jai, thank you for your detailed explanation, Maharaj. Thank you for your patience. Hare Krishna. Now one from Jagamohan Das. Yes, Jagamohan. Hari Bol. Hare Krishna, dear <coughs> Maharaj and dear devotees. Please accept my respectful obeisances. It's great to be with you live again. On the days you are unable to read, I have been going to YouTube and listening to the past readings. It just so happens that on Ram Novami, the previously recorded readings lined up almost exactly. It was Ram, it was Ram Novami also the last time we were reading this chapter in this canto feels very auspicious. Uh, Thank you for your continued service. We love you, Maharaj. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you, Jagmohan. Thank you very much. We, we're, we have affection for you also. Thank you. That's everything. Rati again. Yes, Rati. In relationship to what you said about how we should become eager to hear and chant about Krishna, to serve Krishna and ultimately to love Krishna. His Holiness Swayam Bhagavan Keshava Maharaj made a nice point in the class. He said a devotee said to him, We are told we should be absorbed in devotional service, but did you know it is also your service to be absorbed? I liked that point. Jivan says, Unmotivated and uninterrupted, yes. Thank you for connecting the dots, dear Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. That's all. I want to hear that quote again from Keshav Maharaj. Oh, we are told we should... Well, he said a devotee was talking to him and, tell, and told him that we are told we should be absorbed in devotional service. But did you know it is also your service to be absorbed? Exactly. Exactly. That's what it means, constant practice and detachment. Attachment to Krishna and detachment from Maya are one and the same thing. They can't be both at the same time. You're one or the other. The more you're attached to Krishna, the more percentage of your time during the day you spend thinking about Krishna, talking about Krishna, reminding others about Krishna. The more, become, the more we become absorbed. And that is, as Keshavar said, that is devotional service. 
Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for all of your lovely reflections and especially for your affectionate encouragement to me. Thank you. I, I deeply appreciate it. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktarinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same place, same time, same topic as we hear Jud unfolding what real spiritual knowledge is to Maharaj Rahugana. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.